if something happens when you get into that 50 to 60 mile range, especially at the 60 mile level, when you hit 60 miles, something starts happening in your head. That's when you really have to start working on. Good morning. Today, I am actually a guest on the Inked Up Runner Jason Atnips podcast. We'll get into some of my through hiking background, ultra running background, and then really the prep for the upcoming 100 miler that I have in August. Jason gives some really good info on some of the hundreds that he's ran that really uh, I'm going to take into consideration when I have to do my hundred. So some things I didn't really think too hard about. So good info in this podcast, and I hope you enjoy. So, uh, so what's what's cool about Chad is, um, I, you know, being a member of the Ultra Red Team, you meet a lot of unique people who do a lot of unique things, and uh, Chad is a uh, I'm a hiker that is in the that has also converted into doing some trail running, and uh, so I thought it would be cool to talk to someone who uh, has spent some time uh, hiking. He's 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 done a couple of, of really cool through hikes, and uh, and then you know talk to him a little bit about what his experience with ultra running as compared to what the hiking experience looks like because. They're the same, but not really. I, I learned that um, back in November when a uh, quick story that no one has heard yet. They hear the same running stories, but they never hear the hiking stories. I went backpacking on a, on a pretty tough trail here in Tennessee, and I thought my fitness is, was pretty good. And I thought, how hard can it be to slap a 30-pound pack on your back and, and go walking for nine miles? Well, seven hours later, yeah, that's right, folks. You heard me seven hours to go nine miles. Uh, I learned that it's not the same at all. Nowhere close. <laughs> and and you probably know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, sometimes I always think about, I'm like, uh, when people say you're good at hiking or backpacking or something like that, I'm like, are they just saying like, I'm good at walking or like, you know, how is it? But no, there's so, there is a lot more to it and the weight, it plays a, a giant role. It, it does. It, it does. And like, so, you know, like, I guess with you, you know, you've done some pretty unique stuff. So like, how did you, like, have you always been active? You know, what's your, what's your, what's your story with, you know, with, with fitness, you know, have you always hiked, you know, did you, did you, what kind of sports did you play in school? What did that look like for you? Yeah. 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 So I was raised in the Midwest, uh, Wisconsin actually. And really there, I, I loved adventuring and stuff like that, but I really didn't get into it until I moved to Oregon about eight years ago. And, uh, that's just really due to the amount of public land around in Oregon, you know, out West and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, but yeah, I've been active all my life. I was actually just telling my girlfriend the other day that I remember always being a kid and always complaining that I was always bored and I'd always be, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. My parents would be, well, go do something, you know? And I, I, we had some acreage at, in Wisconsin, but it was never one of those things where you could just get lost. You mm-hmm. know, you'd always, you always knew where you were. And so when I moved out West, it was, it was great because I could, get lost and I could just experience all these different things. And yeah, that's what led me really into backpacking at first. And then of course, with everything, you know, like with long distance running, you do a 50 K you got to do a 50 miler. You got to do a hundred K got to do a hundred miler next, you know? So 
it kind of just progressed into longer hikes. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. So you've, so when you, when you think about the things you've done, you've, you've done, you've, you've through hiked the Colorado trail and you've hiked the, the John Muir trail. And I, the, the cool thing about ultra running is there's a lot of us that ultra run and backpack. And so a lot of folks know those trails. So how did you build your fitness to, to do it's like to, to be able to, to, to through hike through, you know, let's, you know, let's just start out with the Colorado trail, you know, like that, was that your first one? Was that before John Muir? John Muir was my, was my first one. Oh, John Muir was your first one. So getting ready for John Muir, did you, you know, I guess, you know, for those of us who, who, who aren't through hikers or backpackers, excuse me, I hate that word backpackers. Um, you know, what sort of training do you have to do to get yourself ready to put in, in some instances, 30 miles a day on the trail, just to get to say a water source or to to the next place that you got to be? Yeah, it's so true. So I think the, you know, so as be as being a trail runner and stuff like that, like you already have kind of that base fitness. Now it's just going that extra step and putting that weight on your back and then just doing it. And I would say really my training was similar to what I do for trail running. Like I always, and it's a really good question because I I think a lot of people don't think about training for hiking or even really trail running. Sometimes like they leave out like the total, they totally leave out strength training, mobility training and all that. I am like a workout fiend. So I'm, I'm doing strength, mobility, all that type of stuff all, all year round. So I'm really pretty much in shape all year round. But when it comes to through hiking, I think there's a couple things that you really got to, got to know. And one, as you found out, right, it's like, it's totally different with the weight in your pack. And so one of the first things is getting rid of everything you don't need. Mm-hmm. But then the second thing is just like in an ultra running scene is that constant forward progress. So putting in those 30 miles, 30 mile days is just getting up early and really not for me, like, I just don't really take breaks during the day. And I just pretty much just keep walking all day. You know, it's just, it's just that constant forward progress. And then eventually you kind of, you, 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 you're like, wow, I got 25, 30 miles in. But the other thing is I always saw people on the John Muir trail and I always kind of laughed about it. They would be packing up their stuff around 9 30 AM, 10 o'clock AM. Then they'd start hitting the trail. Well, it's already hot. It's already mm-hmm. hot. The JMT is exposed in the Sierra Nevada. I mean, I was starting at five thirty, six o'clock, which was still decently early, but not as early as some people. And I just hike all day, whereas they start at nine thirty and then they end at four. So it, you know, it, it's really the uh, the time elapsed on your feet. I think is huge, and then just trying to pare down that kit as much as you can. The JMT is a perfect example for me. I, I, I was carrying eight and a half days of food eight and a half and I'll never do that again. It was wow, that's a lot. Yeah. The resupply points were so far and you had to carry a bear canister as well. So I was dying, man. And so, yeah, and you're at elevation, you gotta, you gotta contend with the elevation. So yeah, shakedown hikes are the biggest. So going out on an overnighter two nighter before like a bigger hike is, are, are the best things too. Cause then you can learn what works, what doesn't mm-hmm. work. What do I need? What do I not need? Right. So when you, when you do like, did, did you, uh, did you like start out of the, the box with the, uh, with the whole ultralight kind of scene? 
Um, you know, cause I know like, like I know before we were talking, um, I, I'm a, one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is I'm, I'm just getting into it, but I'm a huge backpacking fan. And there's a guy I was just telling Chad about beforehand, his name is Abby Tat and uh, he has hiked the triple crown. And like, I was watching how he, his kit, of course, his kit is like ridiculous heavy because he carries like a drone and he carries like all this camera equipment because he runs this bad to the bone YouTube channel and the way he chronicles his high, I don't know how in the hell he does it all. Like, and he edits it all from his iPad off the trail, but on the trail, but anyway, he uses like, 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 like an ultralight tent with an ultralight pack. And he just goes is as minimal as possible with all the basic stuff. Is that kind of how you went about your, your, your through hikes is just went extremely ultralight. So one thing that's funny is I met IBTAT this year and I, I figured I was going to meet him actually, because the CDT, the continental divide trail runs some of the Colorado trail. Mm-hmm. And I was just leaving Breckenridge, Colorado, and I was hiking southbound. He was going northbound. So we crossed paths and I talked to him for about 30 minutes, took a selfie with him. It was so cool, dude. He was, he was, a, he was a great guy, great guy. But he said he was going to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I don't think he did yet. So I got <laughs> I to gotta figure that one out. Anyway, yeah, so I think it's, it's a constant thing of you, you constantly pare down your kit every single time you go. And if you, you see some of his, like when he first did the AT was his first one. Mm-hmm there's a lot of things in his pack that he no longer had on the CDT. Right. And you were watching this really in real time, basically Mm -hmm. go by in this three years. Well, it was probably four years because I think he took a year off in between there. And you kind of just see all this stuff lessening. And then, so I think it's just every time I would go out, especially the first few times of backpacking, I brought my pack in and I laid everything out and everything I never used or touched. I just, I never brought it again. Like I was bringing lacrosse balls and just weird, you know, weird stuff that I thought that I would need to roll my foot out or something, but you know, you just don't. And then some of the things you can just kind of pare down a little bit smaller, like a jet boil to a BRS stove. That's $19 on Amazon. It's like this big. And then you can get a little titanium pup. So, so just kind of replacing some things, but but yeah, I would just say really just laying your stuff out, figuring out what you need, what you don't need, and just kind of going from there. But every single trip, you should just be honing it every single time, just honing it, honing it, and honing it. And for the Colorado Trail, I felt pretty dang comfortable with the stuff I was bringing, and it worked out It worked out pretty well. And the reason was because I had to get that thing done within like 22 days, I think, because uh, I didn't want to get fired from work <laughs> pretty much was the thing. Right. So I really had to like pare down my kit and it worked out. I, I didn't, I didn't die. So <laughs> you didn't die. So, we, it, and I guess the thing about it is, did you do these? Well, I, it, you know, you, you did these pretty much solo, right? I mean, did you, did yeah. you, I, I started watching your John Muir one and I, I made it through like an episode of, of part of an episode and I got called away to do something and I never, I, I got to go back and finish it. And I yeah. subscribe to your channel, by the way. Oh, nice. I got to get you back. <laughs> so, 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 uh, so anyway, um, so did you pretty much do these solo? Yeah, I did, man. I did. It's, it's super t- challenging to find people that want to do that, but not only that it's at your pace too. I've found, uh, because I, I enjoy those larger miles and I don't, I'm not really a camper. I'm more of a hiker. I I like to jam the miles in. So 
I have that mentality. So I haven't really met a lot of people that do since the JMT though, I have met people and that's because I just meet them on trail and you can mm-hmm. kind of vet them out that way in a funny way, you know, instead of meeting them online, then you have no idea what they're, <laughs> you have no idea what they're going to be like. So yeah, super solo, which can get lonely, but it does have its, have its pros as well. So did you have any, any like really like scary, terrifying moments like uh, with, wildlife or like some like some health things i know like i know like abitat during his uh during i think his pct and his cdt had some some health issues that were really kind of scary on trail did you have anything like that did really the the worst thing that happened to me was i got this uh, extremely bad rash on both of my legs on the colorado trail i had it for about a week and a half and it was just bubbly swollen all this type of stuff it looked like like you rolled in poison oak or poison ivy. I just couldn't sleep. I was scratching it. I couldn't get out to a hitch anywhere. And, but I eventually finally got a hitch into a urgent care and got it taken care of. But that was probably like the worst part. Um, otherwise, other than that, I mean, I've seen uh, a bear on the first day of the Colorado trail, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is a bang. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, nothing, nothing too much. It's kind of interesting. You don't see too much for wildlife on some of these trails wildly enough usually uh deer and stuff all the time but not much for uh other predatory animals i haven't seen too much yeah it's funny because you know the at is kind of like that um i've been on um a particular section of it quite a bit and never seen any sort of a bear on it however the section of the AT at the at Fontana Dam after you cross over into Tennessee and go into the Smokies, there are tons of bears over there. Matter of fact, we were just there um, last weekend or weekend before last, and we uh, ran from Fontana Dam up to Shuckstack Tower. And uh, on the way back, we saw a whole family of bears right below the dam. Um, but like, you know, they, they, they weren't messing with anybody, you know what I mean? And like when, uh, a couple of friends of ours were running scar, um, we were crewing them and we were out on this little Island and we walked away from the Island and turned around and there was literally a bear standing right where we were that we just somehow missed the bear. You know what I mean? And it's like, but the bear apparently must have seen us because my friend always I, it's funny I'm always talking to my friend I'm like well I never saw a bear or I never saw a snake my friend's like yeah but they saw you and I'm like sure. most likely most likely sure. most likely yeah but a, but a lot of times I think you hit the nail on the head because a lot of times the, the these wild the wildlife don't want to be messed with they want to just they want to be able to do their thing they don't want humans to cross their path you know, in the rare occasion you'll have an aggressive bear or you'll have like a mountain lion out West or something like that. That's great. That, that you, you come across that really wants to kind of give you a, a hard time. But for the most part, you really don't have any, any issues with that. I know watching all of Abby Tat stuff, he, he really, I think he was more scared of the, what was it? The moose than he was anything else. Right. Yeah. Because those things can charge you and pretty much kill you. Those things are scary. Yep. Yeah. And I've, I've never, you know, seen one up, up close or been around one, but I, I found it fascinating that, that, that the, the moose, he was more kind of terrified of the moose than, than anything out there. And so this is interesting how you, how, like you said, you know, you didn't really come across very much. And, and it sounds like you've been pretty fortunate not to have a whole lot of like, you know, issues on, on trail either. So that's, that's really great. 
So like from a hiking standpoint, what are do you, you know, what do you have any like big, like long-term goals, like through hiking, like it's like one of the three, you know, one of the three big ones of the triple crown or what, what do you, what, what's your goals with that? That's a good question. So I, one time in my life, I really wanted to do the PCT, uh, was extremely high on my bucket list and Last year when I did the Colorado trail, I was out there for about 22 days. It was, so that's about a 500 mile trail. And I actually think that that is my limit. I, I think that I'm good with that. Uh, I enjoy eating healthy. I enjoy, you know, I lost 20 pounds. I enjoy weightlifting, you know, jujitsu and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it, it does kind of become routine after a while, like after a couple of weeks on trail. So I actually think I am... I do want to do the long trail. So I mm-hmm. want to get the triple tiara, which is the long trail, uh, JMT, and then the CT. So I do, I, I will do the long trail to finish that out, but uh, I'm going to get into a little bit more bike packing now. So a little more bike packing and then uh, a lot more mountaineering and, and uh, rock climbing and stuff like that. I, th- I, I kind of feel like as it's, it's kind of encompasses everything, right? Mm-hmm. You have your skills and through hiking that you can translate to bike packing and trail running in a way too, and vice versa. Right. And then, you know, your rock climbing, you can do the traverses and stuff like that, that are maybe a little more technical. So I kind of just want to become this all around like mountain athlete is kind of what I'm envisioning in my head. Yeah. I was just about to ask you, I noticed you have some climbing gear behind you. Like how, how versed are you in climbing? Are you, are you uh, more of an intermediate? Are you at the beginning level? Are you more at an advanced level? Where, where are you at with that? Yeah, pretty much total, pretty much total beginner on the, especially like roped climbing and stuff like that. Like we've been doing it in the gym for a while. We're learning how to lead climb right now. Been outside a few times, but haven't been like placing my own protection and stuff like that. But on winter climbs, I've, um, you know, we just did Mount Hood this, this winter, which was awesome. It was super, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was fun. And, you know, a lot of other ones in the PMW, but I got a bunch of them on my list, Shasta, Rainier, and all of those coming up this spring. So that's what I'm really focusing on. And I'm trying to build that into my hundred miler training mm-hmm. um, because I just kind of feel like it's, well, I guess you would, you've ran a hundred, right? I well, think. I've actually, funny story. I've, I've ran three 100s okay. and I, the same race I DNF three times, 80 at mile 80 at mile 70 and this year, at, this past year at mile 67. However, I have another 100 in, gosh, two weeks. Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, this, yeah. So, you know, and so it's, it's funny because like the 50 is my sweet spot. Um, it's, 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 it's my, it's my best distance. I'm, I'm, I'm not really fast at the 50K distance. And um, I've had some, like, the first year at the hundred, I lost, I literally lost my mind and just quit. Like I had plenty of time to finish it. I just like, I just like gave up. There's and that no, was at the mile 80. At mile 80. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Um, still had like seven hours to do 20 miles. It was stupid. I was an idiot, but like, it just goes to show you like what yeah. happens after you've been on your, you know, been going for so long. And literally, yeah, that was probably one of the best races of my life that day. And I blew it. But like, anyway, like the second year I had a health issue. And, um, and in the third year, this past year, um, 
I over, I drank too many electrolytes and I got really, really sick and uh, like between 50 and 60 and I could never come back from it. Um, it was actually, it was on um, the uh, Virginia Creeper Trail, which, wow. you know, if it, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but it's basically a pretty flat, gravelly kind of a trail um, that you, you know, you start on top of White Top Mountain, you go down, you go to Abington, you go back up the White Top and you go back to Abington and that's the hundred miles. It's like 33 miles each way. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, so I've, I've, I've yet to, to nail the distance. However, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an expert at 50 mile distances, but, but yeah, I'm hoping to finally get that hundred in two weeks. We'll see. So. Oh, I believe in you, dude. So, so I, I guess, you know, you were talking about the, the climbing with a hundred mile, you know, so you're, so you're looking to kind of build in a, a full cross training style um regimen to get you prepared for that is that is that pretty pretty fair to say yeah that's pretty much it man like we because also before my hundred i have well i'm trying to plan a bike packing trip called the tahoe twirl which is around lake tahoe it's kind of like the tahoe rim trail Mm -hmm. that would be july and then august i have the wind river high route which that i guess that to answer your question about where hiking i actually am more interested now into going into the high routes which are i don't know are you familiar with high routes at all? Is that, well, not, I don't, and I'm, I'm familiar with sky racing. I'm oh. not familiar with, I don't know if it's kind of the same thing, but sky racing is where they, they kind of race at really super high, like altitudes and stuff. Oh. Um, so I'm not sure with what, 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 what you're referring to. I've not actually heard of that term before. So what is that exactly? So a high route is is basically a through hike but it's off trail mm. so it's it's kind of like you know like i don't know 20 30 of it's on trail where 70 percent of it is off trail so this one's called the wind river high route andrew skirka actually created it through the wind river range in wyoming you kind of have a rough gps like location of where it is and like where you need to go but you're kind of doing more navigation to try to figure out the best way over passes and stuff that's kind of what I'm more trending towards that and like Sierra higher out and stuff like that. So that's at the beginning of August. So I'm thinking again, time on feet with the pack will be good for a hundred, but obviously I'm running a bunch of miles. Although I just did that four by four by 48 by David Goggins. <laughs> yeah, and It's a popular one. Yeah. Completed it. And then I kind of, you know, I kind of wrecked my Achilles in there a little bit. So I'm on the rehab from that. <laughs> so so when when you when you got into the the trail running scene um did you do any lesser distances before you jumped into the ultra scene like did you do like any 5ks half marathons marathons or did you just jump right into the extreme world of ultra running yeah. i did some 5ks before like a long time ago and then i did a 10k and i got lost so I DNF'd it one time and then that was it. Oh, and then I did a half marathon as well many years ago. What actually ended up happening with the 50K was I tore my bicep in jujitsu and I couldn't do jujitsu anymore, but I was in really good through hiking shape. So I was like, well, I've always wanted to do an ultra. <laughs> so there was one coming up in about a month. So uh, that's the one I selected. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, 
it's one of those things where it's the great thing about ultra running is it, 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 it running is such a mental thing. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's just like, I can tell you right now for, for the, for one through 50 miles, my head is in perfect shape. hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm, I am money for the first 50 miles always like you know and then something happens when you get into that 50 to 60 mile range especially at the 60 mile level when you hit 60 miles something starts happening in your head and you know and that's when you really have to start working on the mental aspect of you know not quitting if you're having any issues, what you need to do, um, um, your race, the hundred miler at cascades, right. What's the, uh, do you, are you going to have a crew for something like that? Or are you just running it just solo? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to assemble kind of a ragtag crew, I guess. Um, it'll be my first like real, real long ultra. So I'm not totally sure what I even all going to need. I, we do get to get a pacer at one point too. So I'm going to see if I can have a buddy do that, obviously. Um, but what you're saying makes a ton of sense, especially when, because I remember when I ran my 50 and I thought to myself, my God, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine another 50 miles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot to wrap your head around because like, you know, when you, when you start, you know, but I guess, you, you know, you can correlate some of it with through hiking, right? Because wow. let's face it, if, if you're, if you're through hiking and you, you've through hiked two relatively tough trails, right? Mm-hmm. I know John Muir is very tough. I watched, you know, I've watched the Billy Yang video and watched him do it. And, and it's, it's, it's no joke. And so, right. but like, you literally have to prepare yourself every day that you're on the trail to get up and get your butt in gear and get moving right and the same things in the ultra right you you, like you said forward progress forward motion that's the that's the secret to a hundred miler is just to continue motion and i've yet to you know fully complete one but I, i know my mistakes each and every time you know and like you know this year i'm hoping to write the ship and get finally get the the demon you know, you know, exercised, so to speak, but it's, it's, it's definitely such a mental piece of, I I think a crew is, is very important, especially, it sounds like, and I don't know much about the Cascades, but that's a fairly large ultra out there, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. 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 I believe it is. Do you, what's your elevation on that? Do you know? Total elevation gain for the whole thing, I think is actually only 12, 12 K of elevation gain, which I don't think is too bad over a hundred miles. It's not for, it's kind of, you know, I can tell you out here on the East coast, we don't have like the big mountains, like you guys have out there. So 12,000 is probably above average for a lot of our, for, for some of our hundreds, you know, we, we do have some, some more, you know, difficult ones that have a ton more elevation, like, you know, that, that, that gets way up in the range, but yeah, I mean, that's, that would be considered, I think, lower on the lower end for something, yeah. you know, for like, for like the hundred, um, I, I guess out West, definitely. Cause I know there's some really big ones out West out East. It's probably more of like the common average, maybe a little above average than what we're used to. So, but like you have good, strong hiking legs. So like, you know, 
Um, like if you already started like, like game planning, like what that's going to look like, like running the flats and hiking the ups and stuff right. like that. I mean, have you, if you, you know, what, 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 what does that look like for you? I mean, trying to, to learn that aspect of, of, of preparing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I did my 50 miler, I actually think I was a little too conservative in it. And cause I was doing that for most of it, walking the ups or power hiking the ups and kind of running the flats in the, in the, the downhills. Um, I also like, I was not fast in aid stations at all. My rollover time was so slow. I mean, I didn't know what I wanted. I, I was sitting there trying to figure stuff out. It's like, I was at the grocery store or something. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. And so all of those things I could get a lot better at, but I think that I will have to be conservative. Like I was for the 50 on the hundred. Mm-hmm. If I was going to run the 50 again. I would have been less conservative obviously now, but I think the way I ran my 50 should be maybe perhaps the way I run my hundred because I almost do feel you're, you're totally right. I think hikers have a good, uh, a good feel for it because it's again, time on feet. And when you're, you know, hikers are going, you know, 12, 13 hour days, every single day, time on feet, time on feet, time on feet with a pack, you know, they're not doing the miles, but you know, they're still moving their feet every time. And so, and there's times on a hundred, I'm sure where you're probably just walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, yeah. there's no doubt. There's tons of, there's, there, there's tons of that. And I mean, I think, you know, that's, that's part of the preparation. I think, you know, and I think, you know, the, the great thing is, is, is getting involved with people, you know, that, that have some experience planning out your food and whatnot. Have you found like you're able to pretty much eat whatever during these races that you've ran in? Dude, honestly, it's, it was the weirdest thing. Cause when I ran the 50, it was the only time I've ever had stomach problems ever, ever on any kind of long trail run, anything. And the ginger ale solved that issue. But so I, I don't know what that was about. Could have been because I had an energy drink in the morning and I was, I never drink energy drinks. I don't know why mm-hmm. I did that. You know, it's one of those things where you say, do not eat anything than what you're used to, right? Mm-hmm. What do I do? I do this. <laughs> I literally jam an energy drink. So it could have been that could have been nerves. I don't really know. But for the most part, dude, my stomach's pretty good. My stomach's pretty good. I've actually been kind of transitioning to more regular food, trying to get, you know, some goos and things like that. But, but for the most part, trying to transition to more just solid foods and bars and things like that. So, well, and I think, you know, that's one thing that you'll learn when you, especially like when you're doing like the hundred miler, you have to consume a, a, a decent amount of calories. Um, I, I think, you know, I've had some coaches tell me somewhere around 200 to 250 calories an hour. Sure. Um, it just because otherwise your body's going to give out from just a, no, you know, depletion of energy. And I think, you know, you pretty much have to figure out what works for you. Right. And I kind of, you know, I'm fortunate. I have a kind of an iron stomach and I can eat anything. Right. So, you know, I can, you you know, I I can pretty much eat whatever during these races and not have any problems. And so, you know, if you're fortunate like that, then that may work for you from the standpoint of going into an aid station, grabbing what you want, or like, if you're going to have a crew there, having three or four things ready to go and just walking in and picking whatever it is that you want. Right. Like I knew, I knew going into each aid station, 
I would pull my phone out. Not, I did, of course, I didn't have service everywhere, but when I had service, I'd pull my phone out and I would text them and say, I want this, this, and this. And as soon as I got there, they would have it ready for me and ready to roll, you know, and you just have to learn again, like nutrition is so important from the standpoint of, you know, you, you know, mixing your proteins and your carbs and your sugars and all that kind of stuff. You have to kind of, it's, it's a science to all of it, just like you would, you know, I, I guess even hiking, I know, you, you know, I've watched several hikers and it's funny. I've watched the ones that are super healthy that eat like, you know, grass and twigs and trees. And then I've watched Abby Tat eat like 50 beef and cheddars, you know, and you, you know what I mean? Did the Arby's challenge and it's like, and it's like, so you see the different aspects of, of the way of eating and like, you could do the same thing in trail running. I think you just got to figure out what works for you. And like, once you figure out what that nutrition is, then that's what you got to plan for. Yeah. Um, but, but like, so, so are you planning on at, like after this a uh, hundred miler, like, are you looking to do more like trail races and just continue to mix things up? Is that kind of what your plan is? You know, that's a, it's a gr another good question, but I, I guess we'll see how this hundred feels like if, if, uh, cause it is one of those bucket list things. I could see me going two ways. I could see me being like, all right, I got done. I don't need to do that again. Mm -hmm. Or I would want to do maybe something like the hard rock 100 or something, try to try to get into a lottery of something like that and, and do some kind of real, real like tough race. But it's hard to say, man, because I don't know how I'm going to feel at mile 80 when I have 20 miles to go. When you have 20 miles to go. Absolutely. And you don't know. And, 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 and like, you know, like I know out here, you know, in, in Tennessee, you know, we have like, we have like tons of races to run. So, you know, you, you should definitely get out East sometime and try some, yeah. some East, some East coast races. Cause um, there are some great ones out here. And it's, you know, it's, it's the same, but not the same, right? The, the terrain is different. Um, you know, out here, the humidity will literally kill you because the humidity is just awful um, here in Tennessee. Um, but real quick, the one piece of advice I could ever give you, um, don't ever get so cocky and do something that you, that you, like you said before, don't ever do something that you've never done prior to before you start a race so I just ran a 50k in uh in January one that was super important to me so one, one of my bucket list 50k races to run and I did the cardinal sin the day before I went to REI it was going to be super cold it was going to be super cold that morning and I had some really crappy tights I was going I, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to buy some new tights to wear. And so what I went there and I went and I bought a trusted brand, the North Face. I wear their stuff all the time, right? And I put them on and about halfway through the race, I got like some extreme chafing in a place that you don't want extreme chafing at. And I ended up having to drop it like 22 because I just couldn't go any further because the, it was just too, it was just too severe, but like whatever works, whether it's shoes, clothes, make sure everything that you wear, everything that you use is tried and tested and true. Dude, you are so spot on. Number one, people that have never chafed, dude, 
I can't, <laughs> I can't think of anything worse than chafing. It, it, it is, it will take a guy down so quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, scary, man. Scary how painful that is. It's terrible. It is terrible. It is. <laughs> it, 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 it is, it is, it is rough. So, so I guess, you know, the, the, I guess it's kind of wrap things up with you a little bit because this has been a really cool conversation. Um, you, your, your YouTube channel for those who, cause you have a really cool YouTube channel. What, what is that? So you, we can share it with folks. Appreciate it, dude. Yeah. So I got my Colorado trail journey on there, my JMT. And then, uh, it's just Chad Lubinsky. Just my YouTube name is, yeah, I guess it's just Chad Lubinsky. Just search my name. Yeah. So <laughs> I wish I had a cool one, like inked up runner. Like that's, that's way cool. I just made it up, um, because I have, I have like, you know, tattoos. So. Well, I like it, man. I, you it, know, it was, it was something simple and, and uh, no one, no one actually had used that anywhere, which is bizarre because like people use like the craziest names like all the time right so it's like it's nuts well you'd probably like you know my instagram name is chattahoochee so i saw that yeah yeah yeah. i I noticed that when i was I, i noticed that when i was going through your your instagram page and stuff so that was that's cool so, so definitely give him, give him a, um, a follow on his Instagram is, uh, what, what, what was your Instagram again? Yeah. Chad, it's just Chattahoochee, C-H-A-D-A-H-O-O-C-H-E. Yeah. So, Chatta, so, so, so Chattahoochee and, um, on Instagram and then Chad Lubinsky at, uh, YouTube, check out his videos. Um, they are, they are very, very cool. Um, I, I've got to get on there and start watching them since I've watched all my Ivy tap videos and my man ain't making any more right now. Cause I think he's doing something overseas. So, uh, so yeah, I'd like his- to have him on, but I don't know, man, his, his, I don't know, you know, what, what his language would look like on here. It might, might get me in trouble. You know, what's actually interesting is I've listened to podcasts with him. He does not swear one bit. It's crazy. It crazy, is isn't it? the craziest thing, dude. And he really didn't swear with me when I was talking with him out of Breckenridge. It was so crazy. So, yeah. And I don't know if it's a personality as much as it is who he really is or, or what, you know, because like I've heard people say that that's like who he really is. Like he's very to the point. He really just don't give a damn. What he says is what he says and it's how he feels. And like he just does what he does. Right. So I don't know. Well, I think what makes him really interesting is he, uh, unlike uh, some hiking YouTube uh, videos that you'll see, he really presents the entire the entirety of the trail. So when he's having a, a shitty day, he he lets you know about it as the oh, viewer, yeah. and and he doesn't hold anything back. And I think when he's like when you when you catch him in one of those moods man, he is going, he's going off and off and off. And I mean, in reality, that is kind of what it's like, you know? <laughs> sure. I, 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 dude, dude I, I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine like, I, I, I mean, like I was watching this, this one girl, um, it, it was her and her husband initially, and they were hiking the AT and he ended up stopping and then he ended up coming back to her. But she was like, she was knocking off like crazy amounts of miles every single day and it was funny watching the difference between her right just pounding out these crazy ass miles right and then you have him 
that some days after 10 miles, he's just like, screw it. I'm putting up my tent. I've had enough of this day. It is what it is. If you don't like it, I don't really care, but I'm having a bad day. I'm not going to sit here and try to push something out just to say that I did it, which is, which is, which is pretty amazing because he's had some major accomplishments doing it his way and not following like a specific formula. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Cause he'll have his coffee every morning and da, 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 da. He, he, uh, I mean, that's one of the things that I kind of bypassed on my trails is coffee. I just do a Mio energy now just for being fast, but he really, really enjoys coffee and having morning coffee. And that's, pretty much his primal branding of his YouTube now where he does his yeah yeah his coffee and yeah. he does his whole spiel right mm-hmm. and and he don't care man it takes him extra time in the morning he doesn't care yeah it's yes yeah. and, and 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 he's a lot like you though because he starts early in the morning he's one of those people that unless he's doing like a ridiculously short day he's like you where he's starting at like 6 630 right. in the morning Sometimes even earlier than that, I know there were some days on the PCT where he was like up at like 5 a.m. going. I mean, I guess and there's days when you're on trail like that that you have to just get moving like that. So right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Great channel. That's another good channel. <laughs> cool. Well, that is uh, that's it for this week's episode. See you on the trail.